Oh boy. Welcome Digital World and back to Spliced In Later. As promised, here I am again in part two for Star Wars Week. And let me tell you, going to a midnight release is a young man's game. I have stayed up all evening. Should have had a nap, but didn't. Saw a three-hour movie, also a movie that didn't start immediately at midnight. Thank you, Hoyt Swoden. Here's a tip. Don't show 45 minutes worth of trailers before a film at that late time, please. I beg of you. Don't do it to me. My heart can't take it. Straight home, a couple hours sleep, back to work, and here I am. Here I am. Hello, everyone. Sorry there. I fell into a spiral of despair and unsleep, but welcome, 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 welcome back. As promised, I have come to you today to review Star Wars Episode 9, The Rise of Skywalker. Now, normally I would beat around the bush and explain Star Wars to you and the concept of it and previous films and all the other stuff that I've done before, but I kind of already covered that ish with our previous episode around The Last Jedi. So if you want some more in-depth Star Wars discussion on Disney and Star Wars and all that, I would highly recommend going back and having a listen to that. If you have listened, or if you don't care, or if you're just here for the review, cool. Glad to have you. I'm very excited to get this to you. I was anxious to see this film. I've had some time to sit and think about it as I've watched it and thought about it and processed it, and I'm ready to give you my take on it. So let's get right into it. Star Wars, Episode 9, The Rise of Skywalker. The final chapter of the supposed core films for the Star Wars franchise. The ending of the Skywalker story, of the Jedi, of the Sith, Rebels, Empire. All our characters, all our friends. Overall, I'm satisfied. But also disappointed. Now, as I've said before in the past, this is not a negative channel. Very rarely do I not like things, and I want to make it clear right before we get into this discussion that I enjoyed Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, just not as much as I would expect myself to enjoy a Star Wars film based on my love of the Star Wars franchise. Let's unpack this film. First off, the positives. It is a brilliantly shot film in terms of space and planets and aliens and all that stuff. J.J. Abrams does a remarkable job of bringing a galaxy far, far away to life. It's very brilliantly done. As I said, CGI is getting better and better with every movie. At this point, Star Wars would really be showing a decline if it didn't improve its CGI with each movie, and it really does show here. Furthermore, the music, of course, the sound design, John Williams is and always will be Star Wars. His themes come across in all aspects of this movie, and it really triggers the nostalgia bomb. When the Star Wars theme plays up, when the Imperial March starts, even the goofy music, it really hits you right in the heart. So if nothing else, John Williams really upped the level of enjoyment for this movie for me. So thank you, John Williams. All the actors in here are as lovely as they ever were. Let's give you a brief, brief, brief rundown of the plot of The Rise of Skywalker. It's a movie. That's it. I can't say anymore because this really relies on you having seen the last two movies to follow the plot. At this point, you would hopefully be invested in Star Wars to go see this movie. But to say anything about what happens in it, again, would spoil the plot of the movie. And as we all know, spoiling things is a big pet peeve of mine. 
So all I can really say in terms of plot is resistance versus first order. Rey learning to be a Jedi. Kylo Ren out for power. Jedi dead, Sif coming back. That's it. That's all I can say. The rest of it, you will have to go to the movie and see for yourself. I'm sure if you want to look for spoilers on the internet, they're everywhere. As I've been informed as the day has gone on today, clips are already leaking on the internet. Thanks, everyone. Appreciate that. Storylines are being leaked. Scripts are being leaked. People are commenting in YouTube sections saying what happens in the movie. And come on, guys. Come on. One, don't go out of your way to spoil movies for other people. That's just not cool. I don't know what sort of satisfaction people get out of it, but it's getting out of control. You can't go on YouTube these days, and with the way YouTube algorithms are, if you search a Star Wars movie, it's going to start showing you all these pirated clips, and that's just not cool. That being said, if you want to go out and spoil the movie for yourself, you're welcome to do that. But I would say that this movie sounds worse on paper than it does on the big screen. So reading what happens in this movie, we have the benefits of the visuals that J.J. Abrams has brought, we have the music that John Williams is providing, it's not going to sound good, and it's probably not going to make you want to see it. And that's unfortunate. So don't do that. You know the old saying, don't judge a book by its cover. Don't read a plot, a scene description, and decide whether you're going to go see the movie based on that scene description, because it's nothing like actually seeing it with your own eyes. Okay, cool. Going back to the actors, they were fantastic. Daisy Ridley was really great. I love her as Ray, and I really think Ray has really come into her own as a character in this film. She certainly has a lot more to do than she ever has in the other movies. She's certainly more confident, more driven, which is really exciting to see. Adam Driver as Kylo Ren is also really good in a refined way. He doesn't do much, but Adam Driver has a very good way of purveying emotion and reasoning based on limited speaking and reactions. Kylo Ren has been so-so for me in previous films, but I kind of got on board with him in this one to an extent, and I think that's largely due to Adam Driver's performance. And of course we have our supporting players, John Boyega as Finn. He's delightful, if once again completely underused. I wish Finn had become more of a character in these movies, but alas... It just seems like they don't know what to do with him. But John Boyega is lovely, and he's a great actor. So it was enjoying to see him on screen. As it was for Oscar Isaac's Poe Dameron, he was also great. A bit more of a goofball in this movie than previous ones, but he also gets a lot more to do, which is nice to see. But again, he's relatively pushed to the side for the whole Rey versus Kylo Ren dynamic. A benefit with some of the classic characters like Chewbacca and C-3PO, they get a bit more to do in this movie than they have in the previous stuff. That's nice. That's always a treat for the old Star Wars fans to get their their fan favorites, their classics back. As, of course, Billy D. Williams making a welcome return as Lando Calrissian, the sexiest man in the galaxy. He's still got it. He may be walking with a cane, but boy, oh boy, his voice is very soothing. And his capes, man, his capes. So it was fantastic. About time Lando came back to the Star Wars universe. I was very pleased to see him, and I was very happy with Billy D. Williams' performance. Also, I would be remiss if I did mention the lovely Carrie Fisher in her posthumous appearance as General Leia. I'm a bit on the fence with this one. We were told that she was only going to be in it a little bit based on footage that she'd shot for other films. Very clearly, they've spliced this footage 
with standing characters and computer-generated images of Carrie Fisher to the point where she's in the film, she's acted in this film, but she has passed on. That's going to be a thing I'm going to come back to in a future episode, absolutely, is this whole using the likeness of deceased actors to be in movies, whether it's Peter Cushing in Rogue One or even James Dean in a whole other movie. But that's for a future point. Overall, it was lovely to see Carrie Fisher in the bits where it actually was her, and it was nice that they gave her a tribute that she deserved in some instances. So there we are. Looks good. Music sounds great. Actors are doing a great job. All positives. But unfortunately, the big defining trait of this movie, and I think this is what is going to let a lot of people down with this movie, whether you're critics or fans, it is a bit of a jumbled mess. You feel it right when the movie starts. Every Star Wars movie starts with an opening crawl. And normally, the crawl is just sort of there to set the first act of the movie to tell you why the thing that's about to happen is about to happen. But never before has a crawl needed to explain a whole other plotline that hasn't happened in any of the movies before. The Rise of Skywalker opens with a crawl that pretty much tells you about a whole other movie that you haven't seen. Now, I'm guessing this is because of the the course correction from The Last Jedi Fallout, I'm guessing. It's very clear watching this movie that they are willing to accept that The Last Jedi happened, but they're not about to run with any of the plot directions that Ryan Johnson had set up. Which is fine, but... It's very jarring to have a throwaway reference to The Last Jedi, but have it mean absolutely nothing to what's going on in the film currently. From that point on, the movie jettisons out of the starting point. We're treated to a series of scenes that are full of fast-paced action, jumping from one side of the galaxy to another, jumping from Kylo Ren to Finn and Poe, and then suddenly we're back with Rey, and she's doing something, and there's some floating rocks, and then lo and behold, we're with the bad guys again, and then we're with the good guys. It's just... It's a bit all over the place, and it was very hard for me to follow exactly what was going on. Nothing seemed to be flowing together particularly well. And when a movie starts off like that in such a jarring motion, it is very hard to get on board with it. Say you're in a running race, and the fastest guy is straight out the gate, and you're trying to keep up with him, but you're, like me, an unfit bugger. So you can't keep up, but you're desperate to hear what he's saying to you as he's shouting back to you as he runs away. So unfortunately, my head was spinning, and really... It doesn't let up for the whole movie. Yes, it's a high-octane, adrenaline, action-packed movie. There's a lot going on. No one could argue that it's a boring film. But it also does feel like this is four movies compacted into one. They're trying to get through as many plot points as fast as possible. It's essentially a scavenger hunt for most of the movie. Our three main characters, Ray, Finn, and Poe, have to go one place to get something, and then they have to go somewhere else to get something else. And then they have to go from that place to a third place. And the whole time you're thinking, what exactly are we getting again? Why do we need this? Like, I'm ready. I'm on board with what you're saying. I just need to understand why. Can we stop for just a second and take a breather? In essence, I don't blame J.J. Abrams for how the movie feels. Again, as I said before in The Last Jedi, I wish he had confidently just rolled with what had happened in that movie and carried on from those plot points rather than doing what I feared he did, which is try and bring it back to The Force Awakens. Characters that were set up to be important in The Last Jedi, like poor old Kelly Marie Tran as Rose, is essentially unceremoniously pushed into the background. I will say in that instance, 
that makes me annoyed and angry. Apparently, if you bitch and moan and complain on the internet about a particular person and shame them, the response of the movie people is to take that character and just just hide them, hide them away so you don't anger all those people. So apparently the moral of the story is be a jerk, you can get what you want. Which is really disappointing, unfortunately. I'm sorry that happened to you, Kelly Marie Tran, and I hope to see you in other films. Now in terms of our our main driving force, as I've said before, this trilogy suffers from not a particular direction. No one knew exactly how this show was going to end when the first episode began with The Force Awakens. Now I know J.J. Abrams and everyone out there are saying that the ultimate end goal was always the same. It's just how we got there is not as direct as what we wanted. To that I say, I don't believe you, but good try. There are some very hasty explanations set up at the start of this movie that explains why the things in The Last Jedi happen like that, but why it ultimately doesn't really matter because we're headed in this direction. Do you see what I'm getting at? I'm pretty sure all your heads are spinning as I try to explain to you what this movie is about and what direction it's going in, because it is impossible to latch onto one particular storyline because it's just it's just all over the place, unfortunately. It also feels like this movie is working more to just be a big treat for fans than to actually set up a specific storyline. There's so much payoff for fan moments that happened in movies previously. There are cameos, characters show up for no reason other than just to wink at the camera, which is unfortunate because then you get new characters introduced to this movie, which again, don't really do much. They're there, they have a couple of jokes, they have a connection with a particular main character, and then they're gone. Were they there to be a part of the movie, or are they there for spin-offs, for all the books and TV series on Disney Plus and all that stuff? It's hard to say, but I'm very ashamed to admit that I can't remember the name of any new character that was introduced in this movie. I remember the actors, because I know actors. Kerry Russell played a bounty hunter character. Naomi Aki played... Uh, oh, God... A stormtrooper resistance person? See, that's the thing. I can't really remember. I'm not sure how she turned up, and I'm not sure why she stuck around, but she was there. It comes down to this. If a movie is exciting, and you see it at midnight, you shouldn't fall asleep in it because you're excited and you're on board with the story. And I am very sad to admit that I did have a nap for at least 10 minutes in the middle of the film. Not exactly sure where... But I had that moment where a big loud noise happens and your head jerks up and you go, what's going on? And for Star Wars, for a franchise I love so much, that shouldn't happen. Now, was I put to sleep because I was bored? Was I put to sleep because I was confused? It's hard to say. But it's disappointing that it has come to this in terms of the franchise just being a big, remember this, remember that, remember all these things. The third act itself, the final battle, I, again, I enjoyed, but it, it's a ridiculous mess. Nothing makes sense. It does. I don't understand why people are doing the things that they're doing. I don't understand what the stakes are. But at the same time, being a, a lover of just movies in general, I was enjoying the action on screen, the space battles, the characters that were interacting with each other. There's a certain character, I'm sure you probably know who it is based on posters and trailers, but they are back, and it's wonderful to see them back because they are 
an enchanting actor character, and when they're talking, it's both amusing and terrifying. And I was very pleased to see that character interacting with Ray. But it's not really explained why this character is back, how they managed to be back, and why they're so important to the storyline that we're witnessing. So overall, I wish I had more to say about this movie. For a big Star Wars end of the year movie, I should be giving you a podcast episode that's about 40 minutes long. But unfortunately, due to A, not really knowing exactly what happened in this film, B, feeling disappointed with some of the decisions that were made in regards to production of this film in relation to The Last Jedi and the panic attacks and all of that stuff going on, and C, as a final movie that's supposed to coherently cap this nine-episode franchise, leaving me disappointed. It takes a lot of the enthusiasm away to discuss this movie, and I'm very sorry about that. Now, that being said, I do not regret that I saw this movie. I'm not upset that this movie exists. I will probably go back to the movie theater one more time to have another go. Maybe on a rewatch, I'll appreciate it more because I'll know what's coming, and I might expect it to be how it is and appreciate it for what it is. If it comes out on DVD, you better believe I'll be buying it and adding it to the Star Wars collection. But as it stands, of all the core Star Wars movies, it's my least favourite. And that's very disappointing for the final film in this franchise. It gets the lowest rating that I've ever given on this show, which is still 5 out of 10. Which is a solid average. That's still good. That's You came away happy. And at the end of the day... I love Star Wars. I love anything to do with Star Wars. Seeing lightsabers light up, seeing Jedi, seeing flips, seeing Death Stars, seeing the spaceship battles entertains me. So I do not feel like my time was wasted watching this film. I will say as much as I'm ragging on this movie, and again, that's why I wanted to get the positives out of the way first. I'm a firm believer in that everybody has a different opinion about different movies. People are going to like stuff that other people hate. So I'm never going to recommend that people not see a movie, unless it's a movie that's pushing an agenda like, I don't know, Nazis, or white supremacy, or something like that. Go and see this movie. See how you feel. If you've been a fan of The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi, I'm pretty sure you're going to love this film. If you haven't minded the direction Star Wars has gone in the last couple of movies, you might enjoy this movie. If you're not invested in Star Wars at all, you probably will enjoy this movie. But a heads up to people that are expecting something out of this movie... You're probably not going to get it. You are going to be disappointed. But if you go into that movie ready for that, you might have a good time. So there you go. That's it. My Rise of Skywalker review. I was very excited for this podcast to get to one of these movies. Those big guaranteed moneymaker films. I was expecting to be here for ages talking about it. And I just can't find enough content to really talk about. Which is a shame. But hey, there you go, The Rise of Skywalker. It's going to be around for a while, plenty of cinemas to see it in. I urge you to go see it, make the decision for yourself. Feel free to comment if you're listening on YouTube, if you agree with me when you see the film. If you disagree, if you think I'm being unfair, let me know too, absolutely. But come to that decision for yourself. I'm here to spread the word of movies, I'm not here to tell people to not see them. My next episode will be dropping on Christmas Eve. And I have a very special idea for that one, in that I thought I would rank my top 10 Christmas movies. That's going to be a lot of fun, I think. There are going to be some parameters, for sure. 
we'll have to come to a decision about what constitute a Christmas movie. I mentioned this idea to a friend of mine, and we already had a big argument over what it means to be a Christmas movie. So I'm really going to have to put things into perspective before I come up with this list. But yes, Christmas Eve, tune back into Splice in Lander, probably sometime in the afternoon. I'll give you my top 10 Christmas movies. We have, of course, the occasional 70,000 honourable mentions. If I get it to you early enough, maybe you'll have an idea of a Christmas movie to watch for Christmas Eve. Get yourself into the jolly spirit, as I'm desperately trying to do. Thank you all for tuning in. I love and appreciate you, as always. Sorry the Star Wars week has been a bit of a bit of a solemn affair. I'm sure I'll come back to it at some point in the future. We might have a look into the prequels, and I can talk to you about why I like them so much. Let's get some positivity back into the Star Wars world. But, as always... I love and appreciate you. You've been spliced in later. Adios, muchachos. I'll catch you next time.